Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan, and today I've got another artist from the 2015 Adelaide Fringe. And I'm joined by Dylan Tate from Flabbergast Theatre, who's just given me a bit of a demonstration with five other amazing volunteers of Boris and Sergey, who are in town for the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, how's it going, Dylan? It's good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. We were here last year for the first time. Yeah. Um, and so we've returned this year with an even better time slot. Uh, we're at Gluttony. Uh, which is a great sort of uh, hub uh, in the fringe. Uh, we really, really like it. Sort of gets gets loads of footfall and mm-hmm. uh, loads of great people as well. And it's a really nice vibe here at Gluttony as well. So you know, yeah, tents a little bit tucked away, but that's kind of nice. You can kind of discover it. And... Yeah, yeah. And I also feel like sort of people come here to sort of to see shows rather than just to sort of drink and stuff. So you yeah, get, yeah, yeah. We, we've definitely found a sort of a, a more open audience. Mm-hmm. Now, Boris and Sergey, were they here last year? Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were here for the whole run last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple of five-star reviews, which were great. We awesome. also won the weekly cabaret award, yeah, uh, which was fantastic. And we sold out a couple of shows, so it was like, let's let's do it again. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, you kicked off your season here with uh, Kids Show. That's finished now, uh, Boris and Sergey's Origins. Um, how did that go, and what was that sort of entailing for you guys? So, that, that was a really... Um, a new area for us actually um, we do predominantly just adult um, puppetry shows um, yeah. sort of where the ethos of the company started that we wanted to break this preconception that puppetry was just for children yeah. um, so we feel like we've sort of we've, you know we had a good three four years of that and the characters of Boris and Sergei um, seem to go down so well with kids as well mm-hmm. uh, we found that any sort of um, walkabout um, that we do with the puppets or any guest lots where it is for a family audience, then yeah. the kids really enjoy it, enjoy it as well. So it was like, hey, you know, there might be something in this. So we, we put together a sort of a nice 45 minute show incorporating all the stuff that we do with Boris and Sergey, sort of really high action, sort of impressive puppetry we feel. And um, and it went really well and we we're really chuffed and we've got, we've been booked for um, quite a few days back in the UK with it. So awesome. that will certainly be back here next year. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm. And so the kind of, the puppets that you have are each operated by three puppeteers. Yeah. So puppet- puppet that you've got how do you in puppetry circles I suppose describe the movement and the way that you control these puppets so the puppets that we use are called bunraku puppets mm-hmm. um, so it originates from Japan um, and we sort of bastardize it a bit I suppose these guys in Japan take like sort of 40 years on sort of each part of the puppet yeah um, whereas we do a little bit of a crash course in it um, but a, a huge um, sort of focus that we use is improvisation with with the puppets um, so that incorporates all three puppeteers working together uh, we use breath uh, to sort of signal each other's movements mm-hmm. um, and we follow the the core puppetry principles which um, for us are focus so the puppeteers focus on the puppet mm-hmm. um, and also the focus of the puppet um, then we also have breath which I said about before, which is signalling um, for the puppeteers to work together. We also look a lot of muscularity and actually mm. pinning down those really human movements and getting that right sort of gravity in, into the puppets, yeah. which, which I feel is, is what is, is how we push 
the boundaries of, of puppetry mm. with this show. And when it works, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible, and you, you can really feel the audience sort of gasping, and, and we get a lot of comments from people saying how realistic the puppetry is. Mm. And, um, and I think that's the wonderful thing about puppetry. When it works well, it's when people can see a little bit of human and sort of relate it to their movements as yeah. well. Yeah. And the kind of thing, because you gave us a you and your five other co-performers gave me a bit of a demonstration of Boris and Sergei we before did. we started. This was fabulous. Um, and the kind of first thing you notice is there are so many puppeteers and the puppet, your puppeteers are very, very close to puppeteers. You have one puppeteer operating the head and the head movements yep. and the voice. Um, there's no kind of moving mouth part no, to puppets. No, our puppets are completely uh, featureless and, 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 and that was a conscious you know, choice for us. We feel with the rest of their body language that actually mm. people project their own emotions onto them, which is exactly what we want. Yeah, and the other control is one puppeteer does the two arms and one does the two legs. Uh, yeah, 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 yes. Um, so we've got one on the legs and then actually, so the person on the head, um, which I do, um, does the head and the arm and then the other person does the body and oh, the okay. arm as well. Uh, which makes it um, really quite complicated when you are talking and improvising that mm. both hands are doing the same thing roughly. Yeah. Um, so it just adds another element adds to talking. it. So yeah, it. yeah. Um, and 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 we're also we uh, a lot of puppetry companies like to hide their puppeteers. Where mm. we're we're very keen on actually showing our puppeteers and uh, the puppets' interaction with mm. the puppeteers. Um, and it's a kind of, it's a really cool thing, like even the short demonstration that I had, you kind of, you start up by noticing how many people mm. are crowding around the really small stage service that you have to operate on with yeah. these puppets, but very quickly they vanish and you're just focusing on the moving puppets. Absolutely. It's amazing how fast that happens. Oh, great, great. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. And, and, and it's exactly that, that focus of all of the puppeteers, if they're looking you know, just at that body part that they're mm. operating, and then we as an audience completely focus in on, on what they're looking mm. at. Yeah. And then there's a beautiful kind of, without giving away all of the secrets of the show and the kind of mm. stuff you're doing during the show, there's kind of all these amazing scout soundscape kind of elements that you can mm. get in when you don't just have one person doing a voice for a puppet. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and um, yeah, we, we we try as much as we can just to sort of create the the world of Boris and Sergey, you know, along with the puppeteers as mm. well. Yeah. Uh, and when you do the kids show, you find kids are really open to these puppets, which may to some people be a little bit frightening because they don't have a lot of features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Surprisingly, I. I, I I suppose it's all in the way that, that you approach that, that mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Um, certainly the way that we do it with the adult show, they're very sort of brash and loud and, and we definitely wouldn't do that in a, in a kid's show. Yeah. Um, to, to the same degree as, as you said, it, it would just frighten people off a little bit. Um, but, you know, with both the shows, they're very heavily audience interaction and, um, and it's a credit to the performers, really, sort mm. of how how they gauge sort of each person that they interact with. That's yeah. really important. So how do you, because you, the show that's on at the moment through to the end of the Fringe is the adult show, Boris mm. and Sergei is a full Davillian adventure. Mm -hmm. um, how, have you got a kind of loose structure that you have to follow each night with that, that then you kind of fill up with improvisation and... Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we have um, sort of certain skits and routines which, um, which are sort of scripted into the show. Yeah. But we do try to keep it very free. Um, there's, there's about a half an hour section which, you know, there's a few points which we know we need to hit because it's a poker game. So yeah. we, you know, like just putting in the blinds and flipping over the cards and stuff like that. But apart from that, it's, it's completely open and, 
and it makes it so organic and and in, enjoyable for the audience to watch I think as well yeah. when they're saying things and then that's that's playing a real part in, in what they're seeing on on the stage mm. and so it's a really kind of small intimate venue here that you have so mm. what kind of what kind of responses and stuff how do you know when you've got the audience in this show we know oh, that's a really good question I think there, there are different levels of of how the audience engage. Mm. Sometimes we'll have a, a really vocal night. Um, uh, I don't know if that's to do with the alcohol that's being consumed, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but you know, some some audiences will get a big group of people. They'll be really vocal, sort of shouting out all the time, which we love and encourage. That's brilliant. I, I think we're one of the only shows that really welcome hecklers because mm. you know the puppets deal with it so well. Yeah. Um, but then. There are parts in the show where um, there's a sort of a, a bit of a dark, sinister twist at the end of our show, and and you do just feel that that silence drop, but mm. but you know that, that they're totally with you, and actually that's just as magical as coming out to a really loud yeah. crowd. Is that that intense focus which the audience and and, and you're sharing with the audience mm. as well? Yeah. And is that something that you have you had lots of? regular theatrical training have you come through that to puppetry so you yeah. show structured on that um yes yeah all, all the performers or the, the majority of us sort of um had professional training either at a drama school or, mm. or colleges in london um and it for myself i i just did a module in puppetry whilst i was training and uh and i loved it and yeah. i really loved it and um and then i went on to work with a couple of companies from that but so, some of the guys haven't had any puppetry experience when they started with us uh, we've got a whole new cast this year so we had about uh, we had about two months to sort of train them up and uh, as in a really intensive way yeah. as, as we could um, but the acting and sort of coming from that sort of background really helps because mm -hmm. even though some of them might not be vocal when they're performing perhaps like the legs um, you know if they're operating the legs they're not going to be talking but think coming from an acting background really helps you to get that quality of movement which is, which yeah. is really realistic and you know giving character to that puppet yeah. and there's so much you can communicate just with legs and feet yeah that, you know it's, it's probably almost a really good training ground for a new actor to look at puppetry and look at the kind of puppets that you're doing because if you're if you have only feet to communicate a message with how are you going to yeah make them work and how can you yeah. to what the character's doing. Yeah, yeah, and certainly during rehearsals we, we spend so much time on actually just looking at how little the puppet can do and actually them just standing there and we put a little bit of breath into them and they, they start to breathe and you, you're there instantly and actually that that's enough for some people, you know, that's, that's yeah. a sort of a really lovely quality. Um, so, you know, taking all of that and then just working in these sort of really great chase scenes and fights that we do but but also being really aware just to have those moments of stillness and mm. just to let the audience watch the puppets and, and enjoy that moment with yeah. us and do you like with improvisation it's obviously very very audience control and very mm. very like you need the audience here to make the show happen yeah. like how does that then translate to when you're rehearsing the show do you need to is it something weird because you've got essentially two teams of three puppeteers mm. doing each puppet that is easy to rehearse uh, yeah no it, it is tricky like we certainly a lot of people step out and sort of you know um, just sort of interact with the puppet that, that's being operated um, in a lot of our rehearsals we, we get 
a lot of people in basically yeah. we, we try to do sort of constant showings and, and things yeah. like that because you know the show itself is is great but if you just did it for one person it would be I don't know I think it would really change it yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, like you said you just feed off that energy that the audience are giving you yeah and and you know over the course of the four years we have had a couple of times where it has been like five people in the audience and uh and but it's great we the, the, there was one show actually when, when we first started when we had about five people and we just got the whole audience up on stage to come and play poker with us and uh, yeah and it was cool. great yeah, yeah yeah absolutely they're the kind of like the experiences that you get like when I've worked um I've worked on comedy festival in a stage management operational kind of point of view and you you have those shows where and it's happened to the majority of the time I think the average audience over in Edinburgh for a show is like three people or something like the most ridiculously small number and then when I've been doing stuff over in Melbourne for shows and we've had those kind of low numbers it's a credit to the performers and the audience members that come like mm. those nights tend to be or can be some of the most special nights that you have mm. because the two or three members of the audience know that they're going to get something unique and yeah. particularly if the performers step up to that and go there's a couple of you here but we're going to make we can make this special yeah yeah absolutely and a bit, we, we start sort of backstage in our show and we we try not to check pre-sales too much for yeah, it yeah. because I think that can sort of um, hinder people's morale sometimes or just get people anxious. So we start backstage and we can just hear the sort of a bit of a hubbub from the audience. But we don't know how many are out there and until you actually step out, and sometimes yeah. it's a full crowd, sometimes it's a little bit less. But uh, yeah, we're, we're sort of really just sure of just giving that same energy for every single performance and to be honest it's really hard to do Boris and Sergey without that energy because they're Mm. such big characters you know and it's a you know it's quite a loud show so it's sort of from that influences the energy that that you're using to move them Mm. as well yeah well I don't think you'll be having too much trouble getting audiences here at the moment I hope not that's fantastic um You've missed Boris and Sergey Origins, but if it comes back next year uh, for the 2016 Adelaide Fringe mm. or any other time it's here in Adelaide, go along. Um, Boris and Sergey's Vaudevillian Adventure is on at the Bally at Gluttony uh, from the 3rd of March through the 15th of March, the end of the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Tickets on sale through Fringe Ticks and more details at adelaidefringe.com.au and linkadelaide.com.au. Uh, Dylan Tate, thank you so much coming for coming all the way over here Pleasure. to show you for the Fringe. Pleasure. We are also, we're also doing little five bucks shows at sort of a late night which uh, is completely improvised no planning no rehearsal we just get up on stage uh, people come in pay five bucks for 15 minutes we see what happens and they've been getting done really well so come catch us anywhere else in Australia after Adelaide Sorry. Anywhere else in Australia? Yeah, we're Australia? off to off to Melbourne Comedy, oh, Festival. Comedy Festival. Yeah, yeah, awesome. we're at the Butterfly Club at um, Monday to Thursday, eight pm, and then Friday to Sunday, nine pm. Oh, you'll so love it there. there. Favorite place in Melbourne to go. So hit them up. Uh, head there if you're hearing this uh, over in Melbourne to the Butterfly Club during the Comedy Festival and catch Boris and Sergey, uh, Dylan Tate. Thank you so much for your time today, and uh, have a great rest of the season. Thank you. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au, check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide, or tweet us at linkadelaide.